0: I was, I was, um, it's a doozy. It's like that kind of a doozy and not that kind of a doozy. Also, I was like doing some bullet journal stuff in between. Cause I, was, I knew it was that kind of movie. <laughs> I was
1: working today while I was watching it and, um. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, hello and welcome back to Real Horror Show. We're back from our little quote unquote seasonal break.
0: Yeah, guys, we're back.
1: Woo. Uh, so this episode, we're not getting into Midnight Sun just yet. That'll be our next episode. But we decided to get the vampire hype ready. Yeah, so
0: what better way to do that than to, like, uh, preview the vampire reading
1: with a vampire movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Family Blood is a 2018 American horror film directed by Sunny Molly. And written by Nick Saviz and um, Molly. It stars (laughs) Vanessa Shaw, James Ransone, uh, Colin Ford. I cannot pronounce that name. I'm not going to try. I'm sorry. Carson (laughs) and Franz Jean Baptiste and Eloise Lachina. Uh, It is a Blumhouse production. And it was released May 4th, 2018 via Netflix oh okay it's more recent than i thought it was all right um and you know this was kind of a last minute decision to get back into the (laughs) podcast by watching a movie Um, yeah it was kind of a spur of the moment (laughs) and there's a not a lot of vampire movies available on netflix at the moment
0: yeah at the moment there isn't and uh yeah pickings are really thin a lot of the children's movies feature vampires but we uh we wanted a more adult movie. Which
1: I, th- I feel like that was a mistake. Uh.
0: And it was. I feel like maybe we would have had a little bit more fun if we watched My Babysitter as a Vampire
1: instead. Although uh. that's a TV show. <laughs> that's all- that's available. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it was like, yeah, this is a Blumhouse movie. Even if it's not a great movie, it's going to be fun. Yeah, Yes. How how young and naive I was last yeah, week.
0: Yeah, you and I really were thinking the same thing and when you when you think of Blumhouse, you just think at least one aspect of this movie will leave me thinking about it for a while after I'm done watching it.
1: Yeah. However, you know. Um not one of their best. <laughs> yeah that yeah
0: that's all i'll say i won't say it was like really horrible but it simply wasn't what i thought and i should have known because i looked at the imd i looked at like all the ratings and stuff and the star there weren't a whole lot of stars if you know what i mean like <laughs> rating stars and i was like huh they they probably are just a bunch of haters because sam and i know that the if there's not a lot of stars, sometimes the movie actually rules, mm-hmm. but you know, they were right. <laughs>
1: yeah, they were very right. Um, the, the best way I could describe this movie myself is very monotone. That is an excellent way to describe
0: this movie. Um, tell me if you agree with my description, which is similar to yours. It's um I would say that this movie wasn't sure
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I had a lot of, like, conceptually, I like this movie because um, the main concept of Family Blood is the mother is a recovering addict, and then she gets turned into a vampire one night. And mm-hmm. I like the idea of drawing parallels between drug addiction and vi- vampirism because... <laughs> yes. As we know from our scene Twilight um when you turn into a vampire the thirst for blood is almost impossible to quench just like i'm sure any other addiction is
0: yeah and that's really cool that you brought up like how we understand it in twilight because there's that one moment in twilight where edward actually says to bella like you're my own personal brand of heroin so like why bring that up if there wasn't already like, um, a deep seated theme of like vampirism and drug addiction. So like, yeah, it's just, it's just an addiction that is manageable, but it's an extreme one because it's the blood of humans.
1: (laughs) So that the concept of that, I really Mm -hmm. liked. And I, since Blumhouse is now, um, manning the wheel of the universal dark universe
0: movies.
1: (laughs) I look forward to seeing what they'll eventually do with Dracula. I just hope it's not like this.
0: I know. And you know what, Sam? I thought this was a really cool concept because I worry that like when we watch like a vampire movie, it, it's all gonna kind of be the same because the vampire tropes, there are there are many, but like a lot of them are like reused, like the common ones, like no sunlight, you know, live in castles, they turn into bats, all that stuff. But this is like a really new idea that like I haven't seen in any vampire movie with like the drug addiction um, thing. And I thought that was really unique. And it's kind of a shame though, uh, because they could have really done a whole lot But somewhere in that movie, like the movie kind of stumbled and it never really recovered by the end, yeah.
1: And I think for me, the biggest thing missing from this movie, and Mm -hmm. I will fight every dude bro about this. (laughs) Vampires are meant to be romantic and they're meant to be sexy. Yes! (laughs) This movie had like zero sex and zero (laughs) romance and someone's car alarm just started going off. (laughs) That's because someone got pissed listening (laughs)
0: um sam i could not agree with you more and the first thing that uh i think of when you say that there's like yeah there's like no sex appeal i on i actually think there is one like weird subtle like love scene it's very like nuanced and uh we don't even see what's happening however like Everybody looks a wreck. Nobody is, like, sucking each other's necks, which they're supposed to do. There's no, like, there's no passion. You know what I mean? It's very empty. It's very void of, like, any emotion. Literally throughout the whole movie, everyone's just pissed or, like, sad or angry. And even when the vampire guy, we we meet him. And you know what? He is not, like, the, he's, like, a mysterious guy. But I, w- I wouldn't, like, look at him and say, like, oh, that's a very attractive vampire. I would love if he bit my neck. He just kind of looks a-, a mess like everybody else does. <laughs> they just look ill. <laughs> God damn it, Sam. That damn... Clown. I know. Can you hear it? <laughs> just very, like, really low. Like, but since you told me what it was, now I know that it's there. I'm watching
1: <laughs> my recording in Audacity, and... When I'm not speaking, there's just like a nice little pulse of noise that's being picked up. That alarm's
0: like real fast.
1: (laughs) I'm going to have to, I'm going to try and not talk while you're talking so I can just easily edit it out. There's nothing I can do about this, but.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'll make sure that we take a pause after each other talks. (laughs) Hopefully it'll just stop or the person
1: will fix it. But yeah, you bring up a good point. Like, Mm -hmm. the reason vampires are sexy is the way that they drink the blood and how they convert you. It's your neck, which is one of the sexy time zones. And... Yes! Like, it wasn't Twilight that started this shit. It was fucking Dracula and Carmela, even way before Dracula, because Carmela used to go into... Um... I don't know. Was it her lover? Or at least a woman she was infatuated with? Uh, she would go into her bedroom and drink blood from her breast so it's always yeah. had like sexual undertones to it so i get i mean this came out in 2018 so there's no reason why it would try to avoid
0: yeah. the romantic
1: aspects because of twilight mm-hmm. because you, f- you fucking need it even in um the interview with a vampire book series where the yeah. vampires are more asexual yeah. Uh, they still, they're asexual romantic, so they enjoy, like, cuddling and sleeping in the same bed together. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, And even in, even in those films, like, it's only, like, s- sexy and, like, beautiful, like, vampires and, like, drinking from necks and, like, everything is very, like it's all about seduction and passion um and you know that's pretty much the feel that you get even if it's like unsaid that's like that's the atmosphere of the movie but like with this um uh you know it's just um it's just void of all passion there's no passion within the family i feel like everybody hates each other in the family first of all (laughs)
1: like and i think that's one of my biggest issues is they didn't feel like a family we haven't touched on acting at all but all i can say about the acting is it was all one note everybody was depressed nothing stood out and in terms of characters i didn't see the point of giving her two kids because one of the kids just disappears for half the movie yes
0: exactly yeah and like yeah i guess we can like stay on acting for a little bit um but yeah, like regarding it being really one note, like Sam said, yeah, everybody was extremely monotonous. Uh, like Sam said before too, it was very um, like, I, I know that the, this woman is upset, but um, the movie starts out that they move to like a new big house. They're like renting this big, beautiful house and it's really cool. Um, and uh, she's going to like AA meetings or NA meetings or whatever the problem was. And, you know, she's doing the, the program and stuff. And so she should like have a be she should be a little more upbeat. Mm-hmm. Like I know she's upset because she's had like trials in the past, but I feel like since this movie starts in a new chapter, uh, we should see. Um, oh shit, sorry. <laughs> we should see. Uh, um, like a little bit more of like a, an upbeat or a joyous Some thing. Optimism. But she. she Yeah, some optimism. And then she's like, yeah, I have my two kids. I lost them, but then I got them back, you know? And she goes home and, like, everyone's in a shit mood. They don't talk about anything. Everyone's mad. They, like, act out in school. She, like, doesn't care. Uh, All she wants to do is, like, you know, like, do pills again. Mm -hmm. All this shit. And, like, she, uh, and it makes me, like, mad because I feel like she kind of doesn't care, you know? And it just kind of makes me, like, not like this character this woman who we're supposed to be identifying with uh so t- taking that it kind of runs through the whole movie you know uh yeah yeah <laughs> so
1: what, what do you think sam would you would you agree with that i agree and like oh. the moments where you could have had a little more optimism and lightheartedness <laughs> were with her kids and even all those <laughs> scenes were depressing There's no humor. There's, it's just one long drag and moving into story, I would look away and I swear to God, even if I would go back and rewatch a scene, it still didn't make sense because I feel like there were just scenes missing from this movie to help make it make sense. Make it better. Like, I didn't give a shit about the big baddie vampire, which was a Mm -hmm. shame because I thought the opening was really great. It was spooky. Me too.
0: Yeah, me too. Where was that? That was the only scary part in
1: the whole movie. Shit. Anyway. <laughs> With no moments of levity, mm-hmm. n- it's just, it's nothing. Like there's no <laughs> levity to make the dread feel worse. It's just one long, flat, dull tone.
0: Um, yes yes sam yes um it is like the acting really segues directly into uh, like the story it, it seems like when we're watching this if, if you were to watch it right now you would probably agree because i'm going to describe it in this way when things happen it feels like it feels like someone put the characters in a setup scene and they blocked them and they said okay guys improv You know, and that's kind of how I feel, because every every moment in the movie, someone's doing this thing, then they're doing like the opposite. There's a lot of 180s and a lot of it really doesn't make sense, Mm -hmm. Um, because whenever we're at the end, the big climax lasts like 20 minutes of the movie. I'm like, oh, it's probably going to end this way because it's set up perfectly to end this way. But no, all these other weird things happen and it ends it's awkward um and so sam is right there's really no levity and honestly the stakes of it's especially since this is a horror movie the stakes are incredibly low i honestly could care less about anybody and and what happens to them because it's like well these bad things are happening to these characters i'm meant to care so much about but honestly Like they're making mistakes, they're making stupid choices and I really don't care. And it seems like nobody else in the movie cares about what happens to them. There's no consequences. So therefore anything can happen and it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And that is, and if you watch it right now, you'd be like, yeah, I kind of can see that. I hope you agree with us. We're not trying to be haters. Yeah. That really is
1: how it happened. (laughs) And any characters that died, I didn't really know them before they died. So who gives a shit? Yeah. It's like, oh, no, the mom just killed the son's best friend. But no, that that kind of shit didn't happen. It just happened with no sense of gravi- gravitas or whatever.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It happened like that. And then when the characters are, like, reacting to these things, there's, like, no sense of urgency yes. either. You know what I mean? So it's like...
1: <laughs> yeah, when the son sees the mom yeah. covered in blood for the first time, he's just kind of chill about it. <laughs> he's like, did you kill anyone else?
0: I know! And uh, I know that this might be like a stupid a stupid thing, but like the, the main scene that like really like showed me that like nothing actually mattered uh, was whenever she, the mom killed like the neighbor lady who, because mm-hmm. she, she killed the neighbor's cat first. And then the neighbor comes over looking for her cat. And she's like, can I check your basement? And I was like, oh, fuck, she's gonna fucking kill a human. And she did. And like, no one ever came looking like for her. Yeah. And I was like, well, I, and I kept thinking about that. That happened like maybe halfway through the movie. And I was like, huh, no one asked where like this neighbor lady was. Uh huh. And the police didn't come knocking. I guess nobody cares. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, I,
1: and I think that's what kind of kills the overall message a metaphorical message they're going for with the mm-hmm. drug addiction is when you're addicted to drugs or alcohol or even caffeine the pe- yeah. <laughs> the people you hurt aren't strangers to you the people you hurt the most are those closest to you so yes. in the beginning of the movie wouldn't you want to attempt to establish character relationships like give the kids some friends that they're really close to who are fun and charming and give some like less depressing scenes and then have the mom kill them, which then hurts her children. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just, it would have worked better if they actually did what other horror movies try to do and make you care about secondary characters.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like um, we, we really don't get like any um, like exposition regarding uh, like their previous life before they like moved and like she somehow like miraculously got her kids back and all that fun stuff. Uh, but we only really know about her past from what she says during that AA meeting when she like talks about herself and like what happened before. Um, but all we know now is that the kids act out in school. They don't have any friends. And then the one, the one son gets his, his one, like friend who's like kind of a girlfriend, they like kiss once. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like the daughter, like honestly doesn't matter. And they just kind of ship her off to the dad or like somehow
1: she comes back. It's very strange. Yeah. And that was one of my notes. What was the point of giving her two kids if one of them doesn't even matter to the story?
0: Yes, and exactly Sam yeah, because we have this whole see ce- we have this whole scene where they actually go drive to the dad's house drop her off and the son's like, well, I'm gonna go back so like I don't I actually don't want to stay here although I hate mom like so much yeah like bye and we don't even meet the dad, but we do see that he has like a new wife or girlfriend yeah. I wish like we ca- I wish we would have met him to like see what the fuck was up yeah. but no nope. which he could have been <laughs> one of the people she kills like yeah yeah, you know I- exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just, ah, uh, I and mean, you know, okay. So let's let's keep going with the story. So guys, we we meet the dad, okay. But then the son comes back to the house, and then like this weird thing happens where the rest of the movie is kind of like a couple days pass, and the vampire man comes to the house and he's like, "Well, she wants me to be here because I'm a vampire and I turned her." However, he turned her like for no reason. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. he, he could have just. Killed. she was almost like attacked cuz she was getting high after an AA meeting mm-hmm. and um then uh she like passed out and then I think the dude was going to like rape her or something and then he like he saves her uh by like taking the dude away but then he's like I'm going to turn her into a vampire for fun and then he like fucks up her life worse
1: <laughs> yeah which the turning didn't make any sense to me because there's no sex appeal in this movie. There's <laughs> not.
0: Sam, let's talk about this for a second. I'm sorry, you guys. If you're confused about the story, that's okay. But we need to talk about this this really quickly. In the beginning of the movie, the mom gets turned into a vampire. She's sitting on like a swing and she's kind of like passed out because I'm, I'm guessing the dude gave her like roofies, mm-hmm. like, late, like something laced with a roofie. And she like passed out and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go like Reaper. And the vampire comes and he like knocks him out and puts him to the side because he's going to eat him later. And he goes up to her and he like takes out his dentures to reveal like really disgusting teeth. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Vampire meth teeth. Yeah, it was real nasty. And then I kind of like at first when I saw it, I was like, wow, that's different because vampires are old. So their teeth should look old too. Right. (laughs) After a while I was like, it's fucking gross. So anyway, he bites his wrist. Because I thought he was going to bite her neck, but then he bites his wrist and then he does the drops. And I was like, oh, so this is like, you know, true blood. He's going to like heal her from being high. But actually that doing that made her like start the process of turning into a vampire. Then she was trying to get back to her car. And then another weird thing happened where he like accosted her at her car and like broke her neck. And then like her head hit the thing and then he he like licked the blood and went away. <laughs> and I was like, did he just like kill her? <laughs> and then she like woke up and went home. And I was like, what the f- just happened? Cause he definitely snapped her neck. It was like, <laughs> I
1: mean,
0: so it Sam, was- Sam, can it you was please a,
1: explain to me what the fuck happened? <laughs> it was just a small snapping. It was like a chiropractic snapping.
0: I'm get, Like, the only thing I can think of is that he did that to, like, test to make sure that she could, like, get healed with his blood drop, which was, like, like one drop of blood, by the way. Risky test. Yeah, I know. It was, it was, like, oh, I gotta make sure it worked. Did it do it? And then he was, like, fucking break neck and she, like, fell on the ground paralyzed and, like, a tear came out of her. I was, like, Jesus, she's dead already. What's, hap- what's gonna happen now? But, uh, alas, she, uh doesn't die and then later we find out that she's actually turning into a vampire because she starts having these blood cravings and she she finds that she can't drink stuff like food eat food drink coffee take a pill it makes her physically sick and she vomits and stuff like that so
1: which i'm just gonna say i think the main vampire villain was very inconsequential to this movie i
0: agree i agree because he let her go for days and then he came back later when it didn't really matter anymore and then he
1: disappeared for days again
0: yeah i know right and then when he was around like he was a real jerk and he acted like a dick and everybody got mad and then the mom was like oh i'm glad you're here and then he like the dad the son was like i'm gonna try to kill you in all the different ways i'm gonna stake you and then the, the mom's like don't my son but then he She's like, yeah, stake him, but then she gets staked and she's like, oh no, but yes, kill me, but no, I don't want to Very strange. That's that's why I think, that's why I picture people like, I picture the uh, people filming this movie like, okay guys, just improv. So whatever I say, you have to work with it. Like that improv game where it's like, okay, kill her. No, don't kill her. She doesn't want to die. You know, I feel like they're just like fucking with the actors
1: at that point, because that's like what it was like. It was very strange. Yeah. Um, Anyway, (laughs) which is speaking of his steak. um, So can you just like go to Home Depot and pick up whatever fucking steak you can find and use that? Because I'm pretty sure that's what he did. And that could have been a nice moment of levity in a very depressing, monotonous film. Yeah. Because he just had like a wooden garden stake.
0: <laughs> he really did. He really went to the store and bought a, a lot of stuff. And the do- the vampire was really like, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. And that's actually one thing I kind of liked about this movie is that it seemed like all the vampire tropes that I was assuming would like hurt the vampires really didn't. Like there is a sunlight scene. And then there was, like, uh, he brought home garlic. In the beginning, they use a crucifix. Mm -hmm. None of that really works, so I kind of liked that.
1: Which, I don't know. For me, I'm just getting a little tired ever since Twilight that all these movies are ignoring the vampire tropes. And Mm -hmm. I feel like another thing this movie could have benefited from was a character, preferably played by J.K. Simmons, who owns, like, a (laughs) magic shop in town, Yes! And that's where the son keeps going to get ideas of how to kill his mom's new boyfriend.
0: Yeah, because he's, like, also, like, the local vampire
1: expert. Just like yeah. in Dark Skies, he's the alien expert. Yeah. I feel like this movie <laughs> could have benefited from that, because then you get a little bit of humor of um, yeah. the son continually going back to this guy. He needs-
0: Absolutely. Or he could have made her best friend, like, instead of like an artsy girl, she could have been like a girl who loved vampires and like wrote about them and talked about them a lot. And she's like, oh, well, don't you know that like vampires, this, this, and that, like, this isn't real, but this really works. Like something like that. Somebody just give, give somebody a purpose is all we wanted. Because nobody really had
1: one. (laughs) Because I don't think it's a, it can just be any wooden stake. I'm going by Van Helsing 2005 rules where it's a fancy silver stake that you need. Yeah, it could be
0: a fancy silver stake. And you know what, Sam, if we're going to get really specific, it can't just be any wooden stake. It has to be like a specific type of wood. Yeah. You know what I mean? It can't just be like, oh, this is like pine. You know, I think it's got to be something specific because all the vampire tropes like go back to like, they get a little uh, biblical and uh, you know, you'll see a lot of like religious uh, themes in like uh, vampire tropes and stuff. So I feel like a holy tree, the the wood from that is the only thing that you can stake a vampire and you have to stake them through the heart or it won't work. Yeah. But anyway, other than that,
1: and the, there,
0: there was like the, she looked in the mirror and she kind of like disappeared. Yeah. It was, it was so
1: pick was and choose weird. with its vampire lore.
0: Yeah, it really was. And I feel like either like don't do any or like go all in, don't like have him look through like flip through the book of like how to kill vamp, like 100 ways to kill a vampire and say like, no, no, yes, but no. It's like, what do you mean? Yes, but no? Like, what was it? Like, we need the audience wants to
1: know what you're talking about. Really, what this movie should have been, and what we should have watched was Fright Night.
0: I know, that's what I really was thinking about this whole time, Sam. I really was thinking about Fright Night, it's the like, new Fright Night. It's though, like everything we're anime.
1: saying, Fright Night did better.
0: Yeah, Fright Night, yeah, because the, I never saw the original, but um, I understand that the remake is, like, kind of similar. Um, and then in the remake, which is the one I saw, it's, like, Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's an ad- he's like an attractive guy, okay? Not like this dude, Christopher, who has, like, a baby name. Mm-hmm uh he and he like what does he do he like um come he comes to your house he has sex with your girlfriend with your mother he's very sexy he's always drinking blood he says sexy things he's very mysterious and yet weird all these things and um you know normal tropes can't kill him and i really i thought about that a lot (laughs) fright Night. so that's really cool that you brought it
1: up i wish that was available i would have chose that
0: yeah but Netflix is it really doesn't have been pickings on Netflix. Yeah.
1: There's been a drought of vampire movies. Yeah. I I agree. And maybe um, that's a good thing if this is what we're going to get.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And Family Blood um you know what even the title of the movie is kind of weird? Uh, like it's kind of weird and misleading because by the end when I was trying to guess what was going to happen When the mom got turned and then the the vampire guy came home, I was like, okay, she's going to be with him forever. And then the son and the daughter are stuck there. I was like, she's probably going to turn her children Mm -hmm. and they're going to be a family of vampires. Boom. But of course that wouldn't happen because why would it sound like the title of the movie? It should just be called, like, I don't even know what it should be called. It should be called, like, WIP Vampire Vampire movie because that's kind of what it is work in progress okay yeah <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I think it t- the title is sort of kind of maybe ties in um like the director forgot about the title and at the last minute she was like hey um wait did I just say she is it a she or a he he I think he's sa- Molly he okay he said oh shit the movie's called Family Blood uh son can you like cut your own wrist instead of stabbing your mom and offer her your blood
0: yes and that was that was like the only connection that we got it's like oh they have like a little interconnection thing with the blood uh and that's it and then like she left yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> and I,
1: was, fuck. <laughs> I feel like it was supposed to be significant that it was the daughter that told her mom to leave because mm-hmm. we had that one moment where the mom in the beginning where the mom says you're always going to be my little girl and that could have yeah. that could have worked had they not shipped the daughter off for half the movie and actually worked to establish like a strong mother-daughter relationship between them
0: yeah and even, like, thinking about that and taking it further, like, she could have turned her daughter into a vampire, so she would always and forever, like, quite literally be little. Yeah. Or, like, a young
1: girl. Uh, like Kirsten just, Dunst in Interview with a Vampire. Just like,
0: yeah, just like that in Interview with a Vampire. She's just a kid forever. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be shitty? Um, but, yeah, like, uh, it's very bizarre. Uh, towards the end, uh the cop, like, (laughs) there's a very strange scene where she's like, you should call the cops and like nobody calls. And then she leaves and comes back because I think she kills somebody. And then she's like, maybe you should call the cops or like something. And then they still don't. But then the daughter like comes later and she's like, I called the cops. And everyone's like, all shocked that she did. And I was like, well, the mom told you to do it like twice. And the cops come and the mom like kills the cops And no more cops come. And I was like, the stakes couldn't be lower right now. I mean, like, first of all, what is law enforcement going to do about a vampire? Probably really nothing. Like, what are they going to do? Like, put her in jail? (laughs) Like, not really. So she kills the cops. And then I was like, okay, well, there's not a lot of other characters left to, like, be killed. Mm Mm-hmm because uh, she kills the vampire dude she's like okay close the door m- because i'm gonna kill him because he said it was gonna get easier but it's not getting easier so i'm gonna kill him now i mean like in my opinion she should have kept him around because he kind of like was a little bit of a guide for her but he also kind of like was pointless but yet again everything was kind of pointless <laughs> yeah i don't know especially the end was kind of a kind of like a little bit of a train yeah. wreck there I really Which, don't know.
1: why are was. the vampires teeth so trashed like after that little time are they not brushing them uh you know what that's a great question because
0: i was i thought it, it i thought it was passable for the dude because i was like i don't know his age he could be like centuries old you know what i mean like thousand years old but for the mom um she uh like at the end of the movie, she runs away, and I guess she starts a new life in a new town and has a new name. And then at the end, we see that she puts in her dentures. They wear dentures of regular people' teeth to cover their gross teeth. And I was like, her teeth are gross. It's probably been a month, so I don't know why. I don't know why that. Ha- it's the only deformity vampires have. Also, they have like really dark, like dark bags under their eyes, so they look sick. Um, <laughs> other than that, I really don't know why that was a thing they try to really put it in there to like make it all jarring like oh she's a she's a real vampire now she's got the fucked up teeth yeah but it really just made me feel gross and yeah i
1: didn't care (laughs) like whatever yeah fucked up teeth is what like really turns me off in horror
0: yeah, especially if a vampire was, like, super beautiful, and then they were like, well, I'm actually wearing dentures. Here is my real teeth. They're, like, falling out, and I'm like, oh, gross.
1: Like, that shit That's just straight up makes me nauseous.
0: Every vampire that I've ever seen in other movies, they
1: have, like, beautiful teeth. They're perfect. Because vampires are supposed to be sexy. That's what makes well, the, them scary.
0: Yeah, the thing about vampires is that they shouldn't have any, like, flaws like that. Yeah. So... you know i don't know they're supposed to be
1: masters of seduction
0: masters of seduction yes and i don't know if we talked about it yet but if you want to quickly segue into talking about uh the production of the film yes and stuff like that how did you feel about all the
1: all the production of this film (laughs) so my biggest production note as usual Mm -hmm. involves the soundtrack of the movie Mm. Um, It was very quiet for the most part, Mm -hmm. but they had really weird musical cues that killed any creepy moments for me. Yeah,
0: can you give me an example? I'm trying to remember what it it sounded like. I don't think I was paying
1: attention. Like, the biggest example, the best example of it I can think of is Mm -hmm. when the mother's sitting out on the front porch shortly after being turned into a vampire, she's smoking Mm -hmm. a cigarette and she Mm -hmm. burns herself with the cigarette and she doesn't feel it. I feel like it would have been much better if it was just a silent moment. Yeah. Instead, we get, like, this eerie... (laughs) sound cue and I'm like oh we're obviously we're supposed to be creeped out
0: scared (laughs) just trying to remind you if you weren't sure that that was an unnatural thing to be doing like the sound music should help you remember
1: (laughs) like if the sound cues didn't feel like they were there to enhance the moment they were there to remind the audience that they should be creeped out
0: yeah and that's that's not you shouldn't need that um you shouldn't like use the musical cues as a crutch you should use them sparingly and let the the atmosphere of the movie just kind of like let you feel a certain way or the other way
1: Um, yes um speaking of atmosphere this movie felt very orange
0: (laughs) what do you mean by orange like it just
1: felt like they had some sort of orange filter on it (laughs)
0: Oh. <laughs> like, very muted, yeah.
1: except for orange and maroon.
0: Like, literally orange, yeah. Um, Whereas Twilight yeah, is yeah. very
1: blue. Very blue,
0: yeah, very blue and, like, washed out and gray. Even the colors that they wear, a lot of blue. Um, but, yeah, so that I, I agree with, like, how that, yeah, feels, like, very maybe like sallow of a color and they're like, Oh, well yeah. Vampires are like sickly in this movie. So maybe that makes sense. But there is another thing that I like noticed, um, because early on in the movie, in the beginning, it's actually kind of cool how they have like all all these really neat edits set up because they discuss, um, they kind of discuss the kids and they have like these really cool like cut scenes and it's all really put together. And it's like, whenever the, uh, it's like kind of showcasing like the kids at school and um, her, it's like her discussing it in AA and then we see cut scenes of like the kids in school, like doing bad stuff. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's really neat. And, and like fun. I hope the whole movie uh, utilizes really cool editing techniques such as this. Uh, so there's kind of like a little bit of a voiceover storyteller because uh, the mom is kind of like the narrator in the beginning, but you know they kind of forget that they can do fun edits. After, just after the beginning. And it's just like, <laughs> it's all one thing. Uh, I really don't know how many days have passed. Uh, it's just very, it's very difficult to understand how time is passing after that first mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Um. So that was my one like complaint about like, if you're gonna do really fun like stuff in the beginning, that's gonna keep the, the like, Person watching like kind of glued to the screen don't like stop after the first 20 minutes like keep it going and place it whenever you think it should go don't waste it uh mm-hmm. and use it just once um that sucks
1: <laughs> yeah um but anyway this movie just gets a big meh From me.
0: You know, yeah, huge meh, but not like, it's not like bad. Like I said, like, there are some parts that were redeeming. I I liked some things, you know, the the actress, she's actually like kind of a bigger name actress. I've seen her in a couple things. So I was just kind of surprised that it kind of just went downhill and like didn't stop going downhill. It was really just a great big meh fest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yep. Yeah, but that's all uh, that's all the, uh, I have to say. Um, Before we before we do the outro, let's talk about a couple of the realistic aspects uh, that could actually really be scary in real life because we are a real horror show. Addiction. Um, yeah, I was going to say let's let's just go ahead and start out with the uh, the obvious here. Addiction.
1: Um, um Meth teeth. Oh, meth teeth. The bills from um, the dentist when you get meth teeth? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Like, uh,
0: being at your job and then, like, destroying your phone at your job. Yeah. God, like, can you imagine? You would, like, be in big trouble. Um. Big trouble. Uh, like, having your kids, like, do bad stuff at school. Like, pull the fire alarm. Ugh. Punk-ass bitch. I know, right? What a punk! Have your kids draw like, real freaky shit and post it all over their window. (laughs) And uh, like, really disturbing images. Uh, sometimes that can really freak you out. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I'd say uh, your husband not wanting to talk to your kids by saying that they- he travels every day, all day for work, but actually he doesn't want to deal with anybody. Uh, pretty much Uh, no. Having a dude turn you into a vampire because he says he cares about you, but actually you're total strangers? Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when you're dating in January and then you get engaged in July and then you get married in September. Am I
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> Same thing, dude. Jesus. Christ, when he I... may say
0: he cares about you, dude, but the only thing he wants to do is turn you into a vampire so your life is miserable. As miserable as his life. Ha. Yeah. The old aha moment he's probably having. Anyway, that's pretty much it. Not too much else going on with, um, with the realistic aspects of the movie. Uh, having your vampire mom kill your girlfriend. Uh, that sucks.
1: Oh yeah, I meant to bring that up. <laughs> I actually laughed yeah. at that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, it was very awkward, because she, like, came at her, and then she's like, well, um, I can save her, but, like, she'll be like me forever. And then he, like, didn't say anything, she's like, well, nobody should be like
1: me, and so we just let her die? Okay. Like, whatever, dude. It's just like, oh, no, oh, good, the mom's not gonna kill his girlfriend. Oh, he, she, he just happened to have the stake pointed at his girlfriend, and she just got stabbed. Oh, my God. God. Oh. It was stupid it's,
0: what a mess just a mess dude um and then this weird thing where like you're constantly being told to go into the basement like why you got to go in the basement and how did you get out of the basement there's no way that girl fit through those little skinny bars there's no way anyway <laughs> other than that there, there's plenty of things sam and i could still come up with but we're gonna wrap it up i've got the outro notes yeah All right, dude. So, all right, let's end this podcast. A real horror show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Uh, Today in this movie, we learned that uh, you should not turn somebody into a vampire for no reason, because it'll really ruin their life. Kind of.
1: Yes. Don't yeah. turn strangers into vampires. Yeah.
0: Don't let your cat be an outdoor cat because it could be killed by your neighbor who is a vampire. Yeah. Like that too. Okay. Anyway. Whatever. Um, Learned a lot. Like what you hear? You can find a real horror show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, and iTunes. Really, really like what you hear? Follow us on Twitter at horror show pod the underscores are gone that's right people the underscores are gone we finally are like more legit than we were yesterday yeah rest in the underscores i'm gonna miss saying underscore underscore from now on yeah so, big, uh, shout big, big shout, shout
1: out big shout out to the uh former uh other real horror show podcast i believe she's now just known as oh the horror at Freakout horror uh, nice we really appreciate you messaging us when you decided to change your podcast name
0: yes seriously thanks a lot we've really wanted to be this legit since the beginning and it's been it's been years and now we can finally remove those underscores and just just have it be a little bit more seamless so awesome thank you um okay yeah if you uh can't remember that the underscores are gone just search for real horror show on twitter and you will find us um, follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show, like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found, which is called RealHorrorShow.com. Um, we haven't posted written reviews in a while, simply because there's other things happening in our lives. We're a little bit busy. There's a global pandemic, things like that. Um, however, there are plenty of written reviews, movie reviews, cool essays that sam and i have written and posted on the website that you can read there is a ton of content on there so if you prefer to read go ahead and check it out on the website they're all doozies so check it out the good kind of a doozy not like this movie
1: yeah i'm thinking (laughs) i'm thinking i might risk it all to go see the new Candyman in october Mm. not because i want to rebel against covid rules but because i'm worried that uh Certain negative people in the universe will use the low box office numbers to um, discourage movies written and directed by Black women, mm-hmm. and yeah, so like I it's do. it's a big like moment in the horror community. So I want yeah. to contribute my money to make sure like the box office reflects that.
0: Absolutely. And that's like a great choice. So if you can safely go to a movie theater and they're doing well with, um, you know, preparing for um, patrons and the auditoriums are holding less people, they're being cleaned, you're staying six feet apart, and you have a mask and everything like that, and you want to do it, definitely do it for that movie. Because Sam and I have really been waiting for this movie, and it's like it's kind of unfortunate that this would happen. So it's kind of difficult for some of us to get out. But if you can get out safely, absolutely do it. Um, please, we don't want uh, any excuses uh, yeah. regarding how this movie didn't make bank at the box office. I mean, a lot aren't, and it's really tough. Yeah. And it's it's really a shame that that like kind of came came like uh, and like kind of discourage, like, people to go out yeah.
1: and see And stuff. I'll, I'll be going probably at on a Thursday at 10 o'clock at night. So ar- me, nobody will be there anyway, man. <laughs> Arguably the safest time to go see a movie. That's just how I've always done it. And maybe yeah, I'll do yeah. a little write-up for the website. Because that was my plan since I had started doing that with the Regal um, Unlimited yeah. Membership. I think Thanks. right before everything shut down, I said, hey, since I'm seeing these movies on opening night, maybe I'll mm-hmm. start writing little blurbs for the website.
0: Yeah, that was literally our plan. And then in March, Sam and I suddenly got quarantined and yeah. were sent home th- and everything closed.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said that after David and I had seen Invisible Man and that's the last movie I saw in theaters.
0: Ah, seriously? That's really cool. The yeah. last movie that you've seen in theaters. Um, all right, awesome. All right, well, cool. I look forward to that. And guys, uh, stay tuned for uh, the possible write up on the new Candyman movie. Yeah. All right, moving on. Do you want to interact with us? Do you want to make sure we're real humans, not space vampires? Uh, Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Want to argue with us about something or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Uh, Submissions are open and always will be for movie reviews. So check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. All right, let's see. Submissions are open for our yearly anthology called The October Monologues. Once again, these submissions will never close. Uh, check out the submission guidelines on our website and send us your creepy shit. All right, uh, you know, spooky season is upon us, you guys. And if you have some uh, creepy stuff under your sleeve... We would love to uh, definitely have a look at that. Just uh, if you're wondering what kind of content we're looking for, definitely go to our website and look at that submission page. It'll tell you everything you need to know. All right. We love horror. And if you're listening, we you do, too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list. If you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, buy us a coffee. It's a button that you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy us a coffee. A little bit goes a long way, and you can find this button on our website. Sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily, and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. Uh, any other
1: pertinent news Sam uh, donate to my movies GoFundMe yes for, absolutely. for only $10 we will give you a special thanks in the credits of the movie and it doesn't even have to be your name when I email you just tell me what you want in the credits of the movie <laughs> unless it's racist I... in which case please don't
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah nothing racist or explicit I'll respond um... with
1: a try again
0: smiley face Try again, another $10 and we'll get there. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm really leaning towards that $50 because I want the movie too.
1: Yeah that's, I, a, yeah, that's another thing, friends and family listening. Uh, the only way I can guarantee you a copy of the movie is at the $50 donation level. So two years down yes. the line when the movie's available, don't be adding me for a free yeah. or discounted copy.
0: And and uh, also, when you donate $50, it's not just that movie that you get. You still also get um, the, the humblest of things, and you also get your name and the credits, too, And a, if I'm correct. And I believe a T-shirt.
1: And a T-shirt? Oh, wow. Yeah. Right guys. now, it's just, it's, spoiler, spoiler alert, it just says movie merch. D- re- cough up the money, you guys. Like, that sounds awesome. So, And I, I had to argue really hard to get those tiers at a reasonable price. Yeah, and these <laughs> tiers are excellent. So
0: guys, if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, uh, Sam, every once in a while, she will uh, repost all about uh, the uh, indie movie that's uh you know in production based on a, a screenplay that Sam wrote, a play that Sam wrote, and it's currently becoming an indie movie, you guys. So, so if you cool. want to donate to the cause, Definitely do so. Uh, Um, I'm leaning towards that $50 myself. Anyway,
1: um, I think that's all I have.
0: That's all I- Yeah, no news on my end. Everything is fine. Everything is going well. Um, Our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. And thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. And this is Real Horror Show signing off.
1: Bye. Bye. There's a creepy dog that always follows you